Welcome to season two of Tell Them You Mean Business. We are so excited to start season two with new music, new segments, and exciting guests. To kick off the new season, we have NFL Packers Hall of Fame and all-time leading receiver Donald Driver on the podcast. Donald is a Super Bowl champion, a Dancing with the Stars champion, a New York Times bestselling author, and now he is a guest on the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. We are proud to have worked with Donald on his charity softball game, the Donald Driver Foundation, and in giving back to the community. Stay tuned for all of this and so much more here on this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. I am so excited to start season two of the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast with my good friend, the legend, Donald Driver. Donald, I'm looking at that smile right now. This is a smile that makes me so happy from ear to ear. I can't tell you, and I always do every time I see you, how much I love you, how great you are. But I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest today on the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. Well, Jason, you know I love you too, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always exciting to, even though we don't see each other often, it's always good to uh, hear each other's voice. And you have done just so much to make the world a better place. And that's why primarily I was so excited to have you here because I know people love you and they've seen you do all these amazing things, but you just make the world a better place. And I want everyone uh, to know and hear about it. So right now you're sitting in your car at your daughter's uh, track meet. Tell us how family life is going. I know Christian is set to go to Penn State and play football like his dad. How is Bettina? How's the family? Tell us about what's happening in the life of Donald Driver. Man, everybody is doing great. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in the car right now. Christina's getting ready. Uh, uh, she's at a track meet. She has regionals. And uh, if she if she jumps well, then she gets to go to state uh, next week. So she's excited about that. I've been coaching her um, for the last couple of days, just trying to get her, her marks right. But I think she got it. Uh, Christian is, he's, you know, heading to Penn State soon. And Tina's doing well. His charity's doing well. We're playing basketball, man. So we're just, um, the family life is great. I can't complain. Awesome. You know, one of the things we constantly read about with respect to professional athletes is how after about three to five years of them being out of their profession, unfortunately, a lot of them um, run out of money or don't have the money left that, that they had earned when they were playing. And I know because I see you and I see what you're doing, you have succeeded. This is, your, I think, if I'm right, about 10 years that you've been out of the league, and you are killing it in life after football just like you did in football. Talk to the listeners about you know, the Donald Driver Foundation and kind of the transition and how it was for you as a professional football player to kind of settle into what would be a, you know, a normal life, to keep it going and to thrive as a, as a former professional athlete. Well, I'll say this, Jay. It's only been it's only been eight years. Man. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so it ain't been that long. <laughs> but I'll say this: it's, it's been great. I think uh, for me, it was a uh, it was an easier transition than most, right? I think you're, you're right. We've always been known to when we leave the game, uh, our profession, we 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 end up we end up broke, and so 
for me, it was a, it was an opportunity to start learning that early in my career that I had to start preparing for what was after football. And so, you know, um, I jumped right into it, man. I wrote my memoir that went on to make New York Times bestseller. Uh, the Donald Drive Foundation was established back in 2000. It's still going strong today. You know, after almost uh, 20 years, we're still making an impact in the communities that we serve. Um, but then, you know, I became an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I, I have so many other things going on. Uh, a lot of big announcements coming up soon uh, that I can't refer uh, say right now. But it's it's, it's exciting, man. I, you know, I got I got gyms right now, uh, medical clinics, as well as chiropractic clinics as well. And so, the the retirement side has been amazing. Spend more time with the family, uh, but the entrepreneur side is just growing and growing your portfolio. I think that's the thing a lot of players. Uh, and a lot of professions miss out on. They don't. They don't understand what comes after. You know, they've been with a company for 25, 30 years. They don't know what happens next, right? And so, I think you have to start preparing for that. If that's me and enjoying the beach and coming to work, then then make that your you know make that your goal and your passion. So, for me, um, I got three more years, man, before I just start traveling the world like you do and uh, start <laughs> in all the great islands that's out there. That's awesome. I you're wearing your driven to elite shirt. Um, and I've been to one of your gyms in Dallas, and, it, and it's so impressive. You actually look like you are in as good a shape now as you were when you played football. And given the, the current state of the receiver room for the Green Bay Packers on the eve, like today <laughs> is draft day for 2022, I'm just wondering if your phone has been ringing from the Green Bay Packers saying, hey, let's bring back our history-leading receiver and bring Donald back because – you know, we don't have enough pieces right now. Has your phone been ringing off the hook saying, come on back, Donald? No, the phone has not been ringing. I think I got it on silent right now, so I don't have, I, nobody can call in. So, but man, you know, I think this is a thing. I, you know, I remember, I go back to remember the year I got drafted back in 1999. And it is, it's, it's the greatest moment of your life, but it also could be the worst moment of your life. And for, and for me, it was both, right? I thought I could, you know, I got an opportunity to get drafted. The worst side is I had to wait until the seventh round. Um, but you make the best of it. You know, it's all about opportunities. And a lot of these guys are going to get opportunities to play in the National Football League. The question is they, they have to look at themselves now and go, what happens, right? What happens next? Well, now you have to make the team and stay there uh, and make a career out of it because there there's no scholarships in this one. Um, you know, the scholarships are over with. Now it's time for you to start making a, making a life of yourself. Yeah, and I mean, there's always someone else that's the next Donald Driver that wants your job, wants your position, and you're only going to last as long as you put that effort in, and I know how hard you worked. Talking about records, and now that you're done playing, you can talk about some of those. Do you think that your yards record will ever be broken? I thought it would. Uh, I, I thought Devontae would be the one to uh, break the records, um, but unfortunately, you know, he's gone now, so... Do I think they'll be broken down? Probably not. Um, you know, guys just don't stay with one team as long as they should. You know, I was blessed to play 14 years. Um, but, you know, I didn't get my start until 2020, I mean, 2000, um, 2002. And so, you know, I had, to, I had to work hard. You know, some guys get thrown in the fire early and, and start to make plus. I had to wait my time, and I waited well, and it, it all worked out. But, you know, Jason, that's, you know, my story is a Cinderella um, and I think a lot of people don't know that, right? To be a second-round draft pick, to go on to become the all-time Packer lead receiver in a historic franchise is, is amazing, right? And so nobody – that's never happened. 
So for me, that's the greatest thing that I can look back on and say that I'm among some of the greatest players that ever played the game, but I'm among the top greatest players to ever play for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that that is amazing. And seeing your smile as you say it, it's priceless. You've earned that <laughs> smile. And for, for people that haven't read your New York best-selling book, I mean, they should definitely go out and read it. Do you think your humble beginnings in any way shaped, you know, how hard you worked and and everything that inspired you to have this 14-year career and, and just be this amazing receiver? Because I can imagine back in the day when you were your children's ages, you know, you didn't think that you were going to be uh, the all-time leading receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Talk a little bit about that and, and how the struggles, you know, just in childhood and all that you had gone through shaped you to be this amazing, first of all, this amazing man. Because I know you in a way that you may be the all-time leading receiver, but I know you as a man. And you are just an amazing man. And I wish more people would be able to see what you do off camera and how you want to make a difference in in the world. But talk a little bit about that, if you could. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's life shapes them to who they become, right? I think for me, it was an opportunity to become the man that I am, um, the brother that I am, the son that I am, but then also the husband and father I am. I think that's, that, that's the key. And for me, that was a great opportunity for me. So, you know, I, I take my past uh, all the and I tell people all the time I wouldn't change any of it for the world because it, it made me it made me the man that speaks to you today. Um, I, I, I love people, uh, I love my family truly, and so with that it allowed me to grow. Um, you know, I've I've been on the other side where you know you don't have a lot of food to eat, you don't know where your next meal is coming from, you don't know how you're going to pay your lights and gas bill. I've seen that. I've been on that side of the world, and it, it's never fun. And so I always told my kids, I never want to go back to that. I never want to take them through the struggles that, they, that their dad had to go through. And so if that's the information that I can give the people now is, you know, you're going to get the opportunity. You're going to get the opportunity in life to do whatever you want to do. But whatever that opportunity is, you got to be the best at it. Um, don't look back in 20 years and say, I wish. The wishes are over. There's no more wishing. You know, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. You got to. You know what they say: tie your tie your boots up and get going, right? Yeah. Uh, strap the boots up and, and and go. And so that's what I see a lot of people that struggles with those issues. They they want to make them as excuses. You, you can't make them as excuses. You either gonna climb out of it or you are gonna stay buried in it, right? And for me, I was able to climb out um, because that's that's my desire. Uh, you know you and, and I you know Jason, people got to know who they are, man. They they have to know their identity. But that, I think that's for me, that's what I've been able to do. I, I know who I am. Um, my identity is strong. But the thing that's unique and different about this is that what we call people, we tell people there's three circles, man. You have an identity, you have relationships, and you have a purpose. And, and for me, those are the things that I look at. I have an identity. I know who I am. I've been able to build relationships that will last forever. I mean, the relationship that we have will last forever. But then what is your purpose? Why, why are you here? Why do you do the things that you do? And I think a lot of people try to go backwards with that. They try to figure out what their purpose in life is. Then they try to build relationships yep. and then they try to find their identity on the back end, right? But you got to know who you are to be able to create all these amazing things. And I think that's what my life has turned into. I've been able to build those relationships, um, create the identity, build relationships, and then have a purpose of why I'm here. 
Well, so well said, so inspiring. I, lo I actually love the story. But a couple more things, and then I know your time is so valuable, I want you to get back to the track meet. Tell us what your favorite part of being a, a part of the Green Bay Packer community is. Can you th think of either your favorite memory as a Packer or things you're still doing now? Give us, give us a little tidbit. Oh my God, favorite things. Uh, I think it's just serving the community. Uh, I think that's what I love to do. Uh, I, I love to put smiles on people's face um, and not asking for anything in return. Um, so I think that for me, that's the that's the thing that, that wakes me up every day, puts a smile on my face, knowing that I can impact someone else's life. Okay, switch your gears. Dancing with the Stars, you were the champ. Uh, tell, us it, it, <laughs> how, tell us about that, that experience. How, did you love it? Were you surprised when they said, we want you? Uh, give us a little bit of that. Yeah, Dance with the Stars was amazing, man. I, it was uh, it, it really changed my life tremendous. I think so many people that um, know the game of football knew me. But I think outside of the game of football, no one really knew my story. And Dance with the Stars gave me an opportunity to tell that story. And I think that was the most amazing part because 33 million people watch that show every single week. And... Um, and Packer Nation kept it going. Uh, you know, I never got bottom two. And, you know, I knew, and I told Peter this too. I said, Peter, if we got Packer Nation behind us, like I know we do, we're not going to ever get voted off the show. We, we may just lose the show because I can't dance or we just screw up. But, you know, that's one thing That's one thing I can do, man. That's, I, can, I can hold my own anywhere else. But um, it, it was a life change. It was a life changing experience for me. Uh, I think it was a life changing experience, uh, experience for Peter because. For me, my greatest accomplishment was winning the Super Bowl, right? The the greatest accomplishment for her in the pinnacle was winning Dance with the Stars. She became the face of Dance with the Stars after she won, just like it gave me after I won the Super Bowl, we became the face of the NFL. And so, you know, I, I people always ask, well, which trophy will I choose? The, the Mirrorball trophy or the Super Bowl <laughs> trophy? And... and I've always said I would choose both because both of those have changed my life tremendous. Okay, quickie books. You also are a writer of children's books. How did that come about and why? That, that all started me reading stories to Christian when he was little. Um, you, know, you know, I was that kid that no one believed in. Um, and, you know, I was the smallest kid. I wasn't the biggest kid in, in the room. And so... I started telling Christian that story that, listen, it doesn't matter how big you are. As long as you got a big heart, then you can accomplish anything you want. And so I started to write, you know, th those books. And the first one was Quickie Makes a Team. It's all about a kid that, you know, no one no one believed in him. You know, and it only took that one person to believe in him that he can do anything he wanted. And uh, Quickie did. Quickie went on to make the team and, uh, and win the game for him. And then Quickie handles a loss. And so when I wrote that one, it was all about losing something in life. We all will. And, and the question is, what that is, we don't know. But when we lose something, we can't allow that, that individual or that thing to justify who we are as individuals. Um, and so we have to continue to move on. And then I wrote, Quickie Goes to the Big Game. Uh, we've all dreamed of doing something big in life. And uh, for me, it was going to the Super Bowl. For Quickie, it was going to the Dream Bowl. And I was on to win that. And then last but not least, Quickie stands up to a bully. That was the topic that was going around in society. People were getting bullied across kids, um, not just verbally, but um, mentally, uh, social, um, physical. And, and, and what we wanted to do is just change the culture a little bit. 
But we had to know that it, it, it's not just the individual that's getting bullied. It's the people that's watching the individual getting bullied. And we have to know that if you're standing around watching someone get bullied, regardless of what profession it is, um, you're as, you, as, you are as worse as the bully, right? Because you're allowing yourself not to stand up and make a difference. And so that book came out and it was amazing, Jason, how many people quickly stands up to a bully impacted their lives because they realized that there's a lot of people out there that wants to be bullies. But there was a lot of people standing around watching other individuals right. be bullies. And so we wanted to fix that. Uh, and this that book sold and it's and it's still selling today. So it's uh it's a great it's a great message. And I think that's the next the next book is probably gonna be about identity, relationships, and purpose. Uh Quick is gonna be able to build those. <laughs> Well, Donald, you surely have made a difference in so many people's lives. You've done so much that you should be proud of, and it's just been an honor for you to be part of the podcast today. We're going to finish with a new thing we're doing, and it's called the Hupie Hot Seat. And it's new this the year. Hupie I, hot the Hupie <laughs> Hot Seat. And it's new this year, and you're, since you're the inaugural guest of season two, and you were number 80. We are going to give you 80 seconds to answer three truth or false questions, and we'll see how much you know about my firm, Hubie and Abraham, and also just about personal injury law. Or, and so here's question number one. True or false, Hubie and Abraham has commercials featuring a celebrity from the movie Star Wars. True. That is false. It was actually William Shatner's Star Trek, not Star Wars. Ah, My yes, crack Star staff Trek. was yes, hoping that you would make that confusion. Uh, question number uh, two. True or false? Hupie and Abraham is located in Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin. True. You got it. And lastly, Hupie and Abraham is a motorcycle behind-the-scenes YouTube channel called Behind the Hog. True or false? <laughs> That's false. <laughs> that is false. It's called Behind the Handlebars. Donald, good luck at the track meet today. Uh, Thank you for being such an amazing human being. Thank you for being a guest. I love you so much and keep killing it in life. I love you too, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Take care, Donald. Thank you. Case result reading. Our client was a pedestrian crossing the street using a crosswalk in a well-lit section of town. A van stopped to allow the pedestrian to cross. A vehicle behind the van was impatient and attempted to pass the van without looking for pedestrians. The vehicle never saw the pedestrian and struck him, throwing him to the ground. As a result of the collision, our client, the pedestrian, sustained multiple injuries, including a broken leg requiring surgery. The pedestrian's friend heard great things about Hupie and Abraham and recommended the pedestrian call the firm. The pedestrian hired Hupie and Abraham, and attorney Brandon Derry filed a claim against the at-fault driver's insurance company. The pedestrian made a great recovery and completed his treatment within six months. Attorney Derry persuaded the insurance company to compensate the client for pain and suffering and all of his other expenses. 
Attorney Derry recovered $610,000 without the need for a lawsuit. The client was very pleased with the result. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. We are looking forward to another awesome season here with more amazing guests, events, and stories that you don't want to miss. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, if you're injured in an accident, call Hupian Abraham at 800-800-5678 and tell them you mean business.